Work hard, play hard, and slay through the sweat with Nux Active. Nux Active is high-performance activewear that doesn't compromise on the chic. Power through Pilates, dare to reach your hit goals, and strive for that extra rep in Nux Active. Run, don't walk over to NuxActive.com. That's N-U-X-A-C-T-I-V-E.com to check out the latest collection and energizing colorways. And as a gift to you, take 20% off your purchase with promo code GLOWUPGIRL20 at checkout. Make positive moves with Nux Active. Let's start the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I'm Kyra Mitchell-Lewis and thank you all for joining. I hope everyone is doing well. Hope you're having a great week. It is Thursday. We are closer to the weekend, almost Friday. (laughs) Super, super, super happy. Um, We are rounding out almost already almost at the end of January. It seems just like a moment ago, it was January 1st. And now here we are. All right. So last time we chatted, we talked about ways to stay motivated beyond the new year to reach the goals and intentions that you set for yourself. And I gave you seven things that I recommend you do to stay motivated. So let's do a quick recap of those seven. So one was choose your goals wisely. Really just making sure that, you know, you're not just putting goals together that other people want you to meet, but you're thinking through the goals and that they make sense and that they actually lead into number two, which is know your purpose. So know the purpose of what you're trying to accomplish That makes it easier for you to set goals. It makes it easier for you to want to accomplish those goals when they align to what you feel is purpose for your life. Number three, remind yourself of your successes. So not beating yourself up when you don't check all the boxes on all the things, but giving yourself that grace to realize that it takes time, but also celebrating, um, you know, celebrating your small wins along the way that help you to get to the larger goals or intentions that you've set. Number four, surround yourself with supportive people. Um, You can't do it on your own. We all have moments of doubt. We have moments of fear. So it's really important for you to set yourself up with a supportive network. So that might be, you know, having a coach, having a mentor, um, but really just having someone that can align with you on those goals that you put into place for the year or for the month or for the quarter, Um, but just really having that like support. And of course, your friends and family can also serve as a part of your support network, but they shouldn't be the only pieces of your network because you have to think about it. Everybody lives life Everybody has their own goals. Everybody has their own things. And you you can't rely on your friends and family to like always be there to like pour into 
the cup all the time. So you've got to make sure you extend that network to some different um, supporting structures. Okay, number five is get creative. So really that's just finding new ways to help you meet the goals that you've set, right? So um, it may be that you have a goal and you, you know, maybe you're not going to brainstorm the same way that you brainstorm to do something, or you're not going to approach something the same way. Maybe you're going to try something different. Think a little bit out of the box, actually. (laughs) All right, number six is stay positive. Um, regardless, make sure that you keep your focus on, you know, the end goal, but then also the small wins along the way, the things that you've done to find success along the way to meet the big goal. So just make sure that you are keeping positive energy, keeping positivity around you. And then lastly, number seven is reward yourself. Just like I said, in number three, remind yourself of your successes, reward yourself. If it's like, um, you know, I checked off, like I had to get a plan together for this new like project. I've done the plan and guess what? I'm going to go and take, I'm going to buy myself dinner. I'm not going to cook tonight. I'm going to order dinner in or something. So just the small things like just rewarding yourself. All right. So. We're going to move on to today's topic, which is something that I really do like talking about. Um, We're talking about today having influence in the workplace. So one definition of the word influence says it is the capacity is the the capacity (laughs) to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something or the outcome itself. Also, think about the world of social media and influencers, people that you may follow online, that you may look to, you know, for recommendations on clothing or products or um, services. Um, But thinking about it in the workplace, we all know that one of the really important um, areas of leadership in elevating is being influential. Like you have to build or you have to establish that influence because if no one's listening to you or if you're not able to push, you know, ideas down the field um, or, you know, able to get people on board with the project, then you're not going to elevate in that leadership role. You won't be seen as a leader. So I have nine things today um, that I think can help you build influence. And I think one thing that you have to always remember, and this was something important for me, it takes time to build influence. Um, It takes time because influence is essentially just trust. It takes time for you to establish and build trust. You think about a team you know, you might be coming in, you've got a new team. It takes time for you to get people on board with you and what you offer and for them to trust you. And honestly, for people to trust that you know what you're doing. That's really how I always see it, right? Um, But these uh, nine things are things that I think can help you. They're things that I've done in my career. Um, So I would say number one is build connections. Take the time 
to make one-on-one connections with people around um, the office or your workplace. Um, You know, this includes not only your direct team members, but really where it's super important is to build those um, connections cross-functionally. I can't tell you the number of times like when, um, you know, maybe you've helped somebody out and they remember and you may need like a little extra time on a project or something. And just because of that connection that you built with them, um, they're like, you know what? Yep, I know. I trust that you're going to get it done. So, yes, um, I, we can give you a few more days. Um, and I think, too, when you're building those connections, like don't make it all about work all the time. One thing I always tell people is that I mean, you have to ask like you like really care about getting to know somebody and that's below the surface, like going a level deeper than just what do you do? You know, (laughs) what do you do here? And, you know, just asking them about work projects. I mean, people like to talk about their personal lives. They like to talk about their family. And so I think if you can find like a common connection with with people, then you're going to be able to better build those um, connections. All right. Number two, listen first and stay engaged. I say this all the time. Listening is so key. It is such a big part of communication and learning how to influence other people. Um, So a lot of times when you meet with someone, I mean, you may go into, I think it's really important to go into conversations, right? With a point of view, but it's also really important to listen to someone. Um, Just say if you're having a conversation about a topic um, and if you don't take the time to listen and hear them and you're just like launching into like your your stance on it or I'm going to persuade you or I'm going to argue to change your mind. I mean, it's going to be abrasive. They're not going to be receptive. So really just sit. I definitely like to just listen to people like whenever I'm in meetings, not quick to like respond immediately when the floor opens. Like I'm just digesting the information and hearing, truly hearing. And I think that's really important. So listening and staying engaged because in the world we live in, we've all got something that we call a phone that's usually in our hand, a smartphone in our hand, and are often tempted while people are talking to start looking at our phones and, you know, trying to multitask and, oh yeah, mm -hmm, yeah, I hear you. And I'm guilty because I do it all the time. Last night, my husband was actually, he was telling me a story and I was on TikTok and I was on TikTok first, but then he started telling me a story and then I heard him and I said, "Mm mm-hmm, yep. And then my mine drifted back to my phone and I was just like looking at that TikTok. He's like, you're not even paying attention, are you? And I was just like, you know what? I'm sorry. Put it down, turned it over. But the same thing can apply in your everyday life at work. And I think that people will find um, it more easy to like to talk to you and to listen to your point of view if they feel like you are listening and you're an engaging party in a conversation with them. All right, number three, check your body language and your tone. Oh, 
I've been telling you, <laughs> it's not really the body language for me, but it is really the tone in which people say things or express their opinions um, or ask questions. Um, it is, you know, first of all, with your body language, yes. You do want to, you know, be engaged and you do want to be paying attention. And especially now with like so many of us still working um, remotely or just, you know, people who just work remotely versus people who who may go into offices um, for work. You may in an office, right, um, in a meeting typing, you're probably less likely to like not pay attention to people or to um, do something with your body, like when you're in person. But when you, if you work remotely, right, uh, you see this here. Um, you can probably see me looking to the side. You're in a lot of meetings. You see a lot of people looking to the side, right? It's the side screen. So, you know, I got the meeting right here, but I'm working on the side screen. So it's just like, and, and people can, you know, see that, like they can see. Um, but I would also too say like, when you're having a discussion, another angle on that is when you're having a discussion with someone and you, your body language is giving off like defensive or you're you're giving off like when you're having discussion but you're like your arms are like wailing <laughs> and that may seem abrasive to people or um it's like oh wait are they gonna hit me like what's happening here um or also just think about like the tone um in like how you come across to people um I definitely I'm gonna use an example of someone that a co-worker that is a good friend of mine that I like love dearly but um he can come across in this tone that a lot of times people may feel like is abrasive and um I because I know him right it doesn't come across that way to me but like some of his facial expressions and the way he says things um you know he's been dinged a lot for um like the tone that he might use with someone so just just pay attention to those things is really the net net of number three Okay, number four, be consistent. Be someone that other people can rely on. We know consistency is like so important and it's an important part of you being seen as someone who is reliable or dependable. When people don't feel like, you know, when people feel like they can't count on you to deliver or, you know, you're not going to deliver, you're not going to show up on time, they won't trust you. Like if it's like I always say, if I can't trust you with the small things, definitely not going to trust you with the big things. So work towards being seen as trustworthy and reliable. And then you will build like you will build that trust with team members, with your managers, with leadership and the fact that you're somebody that I know I can get, you know, I can count on. Like I've always worked to be someone that like my team, my managers, leadership has always known like we can count on Kyra to get it done. If we ask her to do something, she's going to get it done. We don't have to like we don't have to go behind her. We just know that it's going to happen. I don't know what all steps she's going to take, but we know that she's going to do it. And if you are building a reputation of not being consistent and being flaky, then you're not going to build influence in the company. 
Number five, be assertive and have a point of view. It's important to form opinions and make sure your ideas are heard. But one, you know, don't be too forceful in how you communicate. Um, Like I always say, read the room. That is like one of my favorite things to say. I don't think enough people are good at reading the room. Um, Yeah, like you may have something to say. You may have point of view, but maybe the meeting's going a little bit to the left and maybe now is not the right time for you to go into like a 10 minute, you know, spiel on why you think the idea is this and we should do that. Like you have to be able to read like what's going on around you. And I think that that is definitely something that I would say is key when you're building influence is just to pay attention, (laughs) just pay attention. But then also, right on the other side of that, you do need to have a point of view. You do need to show up. You do need to prepare ahead of time when there's opportunities with meetings and you understand like, what the topic is and what you're trying to accomplish to go into that meeting and have your own point of view. All right, number six, be authentically you. Be who you are. (laughs) Like, I think you get the best. You are able to give the best when you're able to be you. Um, You don't want to be like somebody different that you have to turn on for work. Um, Being honest, transparent, and open with your team members and your coworkers. um, People really appreciate that level of authenticity. Uh, I think it makes us all more relatable and it makes it easier for people to build meaningful relationships. I always say, I told someone yesterday on my team, I was like, look, I don't take myself too seriously. That's just the thing. We come to work, we work hard, but you also are not, I'm not saving lives. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to do anything that requires me to be under like a certain amount of pressure. I'm marketing. And I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to have a good time. I'm spending X number of my my hours in my day connected to this business and these people. And so we're going to have a good time and we're going to be serious and, 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 and hunker down when we need to and get the work done. But then at the same time, we're going to like be able to be who we are and to have fun while doing the work. Number seven is be flexible. Part of having an opinion and listening to others um, is also being willing to compromise. So if you're in a meeting, you're talking, the group has one opinion, you have one. Ultimately, you want to be able to say, what is our main goal for this project? And if your main goal, if what you're saying doesn't align or it won't get you to the main goal, Figure out how you can meet in the middle. Are there pieces and parts to what you said that can be used? But ultimately, it's meeting in the middle and being flexible is where people say, yeah, wow, like that Jane, she had a good idea, you know, but ultimately for the business, she decided that, you know, she she stepped, she fell right in with us and we were able to meet in the middle. People do have those types of conversations about um, team members. All right. Number eight, follow through, aka do what you said you were going to do. I can't tell you how many times like I've said that to people like your actions speak louder than words. Don't just talk, do. 
figure out how to get it done. Nobody just wants you to be in a meeting saying we could do or we could do this or we could do that. It's like, what are you going to do? And don't be the person that just put something out there and then people have to chase you down in order to see if you got it done. If you signed up for something, finish it, do it. That's just it. Like, it's just that simple. All right. And number nine, lend a hand. Part of influencing others is being willing to help someone. You might look for opportunities to do, to, to, to step in and to like support a project, to support a team member. Um, it's important to be generous when someone asks for your perspective. Um, if they need words of encouragement or if they need or they're seeking direction or, you know, they may be looking for resources. Right. You can connect people. Right. You can connect people to resources, to groups or leaders within the organization. You know, you can help them by making those introductions um, and networking them to other people. So I think these acts, you know, people don't forget when someone stepped in to help them. Um, even if, you know, and also remember, like, even if no one is saying at the moment, oh yeah, like that Kyra did, you know, she hooked me up with such and such and such and introduced us. People remember those things and they will think on those things like far beyond um, that you you did that. I have an example. It's not work related in this moment, but it's something that I honestly didn't think about. I had an, I have a neighbor who, um, works from home during the day too, like I do. And she had gotten locked out of her car and she didn't have her phone. Her phone was in the car and she, and she came over, like I was getting ready to get into zoom actually. And she like rang the doorbell and I went there and she was, um, she was like, Hey, Kyra, um, I just, uh, and she started to cry. And I was like, calm down. I was like, what, what do you need? What do you need me to do? I was like, come in. And, and she was like, I got locked out of my car. I was like, wait, let me get my phone, take my phone, call whoever you need to call. You can stay here, you know, whatever you need. And it was just, I mean, I did a small thing that anybody would do for someone, but she took that kindness and me helping her out. And like I said, I did nothing other than give her my phone and open the door. And, you know, and she like, sent me like an edible arrangement. And then like at Christmas, she sent me a, a, a great card and like gift cards and said, I'll never forget your kindness. And I was just like, I mean, I didn't do anything. Like I just did what I thought you should do to help someone. So just thinking about like being helpful and lending a hand can go farther in someone's eyes than you would ever know. All right. So there you go the nine things I believe you can do to build influence at work. So just a quick recap. One was build connections. Two, listen first and stay engaged. Three, check your body language and tone. Four, be consistent. Five, be assertive and have a point of view. Six, be authentically you. Seven, be flexible. Eight, follow through. AKA, do what you said you were going to do. And number nine, lend a hand. I think those are all really good. I think those are things that you are probably already practicing in your day-to-day -day life at work. But 
a lot of times you just have to think about like, how do all these things work together in order for me to build influence? And especially if you're looking to elevate up as a leader in your workplace, you definitely, these are nine things I think you definitely need to be doing. All right, so that brings us to the end of our show. Um, before I go, I'd like to thank today's show sponsor, Nux Active. Nux Active is a high-performance active wear that doesn't compromise on the chic, helps you to power through Pilates, dares you to reach your hit goals, and strive for that extra rep in Nux Active. So run, don't walk over to nuxactive.com. That's N-U-X-A-C-T-I-V-E.com. And you can check out their latest collection. Um, and as a gift to my listeners and watchers, you can take an additional 20% off your purchase with promo code GLOWUPGIRL20 at checkout. So go out there, make some positive moves with Nux Active. Also, remember, you can head over to glowupgirl.com to access previous podcast episodes so you can check out more of the career series, or you can also check out my weekly, um, bi-weekly interviews with amazing guests um, that talk about everything from starting a business, entrepreneurship, to being a career professional, a range of topics, but all really good resources resources and tangible information that you can use on your journey to continue to glow up. And if you have any topics that you'd like me to cover here in the career series, feel free to email me at hello at glowupgirl.com. Well, as always, thank you all so much for your support. Um, I will see you all next week. So thank you for joining. And until then, stay focused, fab, and glow up. Take care, everyone. Work hard, play hard, and slay through the sweat with Nux Active. Nux Active is high-performance activewear that doesn't compromise on the chic. Located in Los Angeles, their diverse, women-operated team oversees every meticulous detail of the design process from the first stitch to the last shipment. They channel positive planet vibes through a commitment to using the best organic fabrics and recycled materials as much as possible. Nux Active is active fashion that flexes and fits like a buttery second skin. Power through Pilates, dare to reach your hit goals, and strive for that extra rep in Nux Active. Run, don't walk over to NuxActive.com, that's N-U-X-A-C-T-I-V-E.com, to check out the latest collection and energizing colorways. And as a gift to you, take 20% off your purchase with promo code GLOWUPGIRL20, that's G-L-O-W-U-P-G-Y-R-L-2-0 at checkout. Make positive moves with Nux Active.